T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back, everyone. As you know, it is 8.07 here at WCCO. You are listening to Steel Talking. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele. We have an interesting conversation going up. But here at WCCO Radio, we hear the voices from Minnesotans, period. If you are Republican, Democrat, Independent, or just don't fit into any of those walls politically, um, we still welcome your voice, and that's the beauty of it all, especially here on Still Talking. In this particular half hour, um, we're going to have Dennis Smith join us. Now, who is Dennis Smith? Dennis is running for attorney general. Um, he is coming on to talk about what he wants to do, what he wants to create if he becomes um, attorney general. And he is joining us right now. Mr. Dennis Smith, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Happy Easter. Great to be on your show. Happy Easter, happy happy Ramadan, and happy Passover. Uh, it's great to have you join us tonight. And, of course, um, you are running against uh, Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison and that you have announced what it is that you really want to happen if you win this position. Let's talk about it. Yes. Yes. So, um, you know, our, it's been said that the measure of, of a society is how it's, we treat our weakest members. You know, those who lack status and voice in their community and too many of our weakest members, you know, women, children, immigrants, they're being end up being victims of human trafficking. Minnesota ranks almost the worst in the country in human and sex trafficking. That is simply unacceptable. This has been going on for years and this will be a a main part of my um, it's a main part of my campaign. It'll be a main part of my administration when I become attorney general to end human and sex trafficking. This has been attempted for decades, if not centuries. I mean, it has been a problem for a long time. And once we got technology going on, um, it really has been um, not easier by any means. I mean, it is difficult uh, in this whole process. It's a, it's a web that has un- cannot be unweaved. And when we know this and we still say we have to do this, we have to stop it, but it hasn't stopped yet. I mean, you can go back decades and it hasn't stopped so how is it that you can say, I know that what I'm going to do, it's going to stop? Because we have to. We, we owe this to our citizens. We can't continually to be at the top of the chart of being one of the most sex, sex trafficking uh, states in the country. I mean, that, that's just not acceptable to all the Minnesotans that I know. So we, we just have to do better, just like with the crime. A crime has increased in almost every category. Um, and, and we have an attorney general who wants to decrease, you know, wants to tear apart the police department as opposed to finding ways to end crime and to, and to, and to decrease crime. So it isn't how difficult it's going to be. 
I don't think we can look at it that way. I think we need to look at it in a way where this has to be done and we can't stop until we achieve that goal because every single citizen in Minnesota deserves that. Let's talk about um, your experiences with um, trafficking. I mean, is this something that you studied in college? Is this something that has really fallen on your heart over, you know, a certain amount of years? And if so, then you obviously have a plan for this. Would you like to share it with us? Yeah, so it's been a while since I've been in college. I appreciate the the um, the, the notion, <laughs> the, the suggestion that that I, that I just graduated or something. That's very very kind. No, no, um, but I, I mean. no, but I, no, no, I know. It's just that the but no, I have been studying this issue for quite some time, and I'm looking at how Minnesotans and all the areas that were not doing well in regard to what the Attorney General can do, and yeah, th- this is a complex problem. You know, the points you've made on it are absolutely true. And we need an attorney general who, number one, will give this uh, issue attention because our website isn't even up to date. Our website is over two has two year old information on it, and that that that's pretty easy. I mean, I could stop by their office and update that tomorrow if they wanted. But we need better coordination. We need an attorney general that will be focused on this, that can harness all the different law enforcement agencies that are working on this. And it is complex, but this is a complex problem. The solution is going to be complex. And and I know that I, I know that I can do this. I don't know of any state where it is not complex. So I'm curious to know be, um, how you're you're going to enter into this if you become um, attorney general. Because here's the deal, you know, if you go to Minnesota Human Trafficking um, Task Force, right? They've got their quarterly meeting happening just Monday. This uh, uh, no April 25th, April 25th of this year, and this quarterly meeting you can participate in um, is April 25th from nine to a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And it's interesting, uh, the agenda really talks about technology and how important it is when it comes to sex and labor trafficking specifically. How will you deal with the importance and understanding of technology when it comes to this? Because that has been um, a big plus for so many states in this country, um, getting those numbers down and trying to save as many as possible. Yeah, no, certainly technology is is a piece of the solution, and our police need to do a better job using technology as well. Um, and you know they're making advances in that. But when we aren't making any headway on a problem, we have to ask ourselves, you know, what else can we be doing, or could we be doing it better? And having meetings are great. I mean, but if they're not producing results, you need to ask yourself. You know, what else can we be doing to to solve this? Because, you know, if I mean, you know, for the victims that I've spoken to, I mean, having a meeting is not going to solve this. I mean, that that, that doesn't help their pain and in what they have been through. And I I just refuse to accept Minnesota being near last on the list of, of states, you know, that are working on this problem. Near last on the list. So how far down are we? Yeah, um, the FBI, uh, there's a report from the FBI that we're the third most um, human trafficking uh, cases, the, mo- the third most in the country. Mm. And there's other categories where we're all in the top five of the, of the most common. And that, you know, that, that's just a, a, that's not, that's not Minnesota. That, that is not Are you from Minnesota? 
Are you from Minnesota? I am not. And I have to tell you, when I first moved here, I didn't hear about human trafficking or sex trafficking at first. And then in the late 80s, oh my gosh, did I start to hear it and into the 90s and into the 2000s. And we know that this has been a problem. And so many attorney generals have talked about wanting to deal with this. Do you think we have what it takes in the state of Minnesota to stop it in its tracks? And if so, what are the tools we need? Well, um, the first thing we need we need to do is elect Dennis Smith as attorney general. That's step one. But step two is um, be and talk about this issue more. And that's why I appreciate you having me on your show tonight to talk about this issue because there needs to be more awareness. Um, the people that are being victims of, of human and sex trafficking, they're often our weakest members, people who don't have the loudest, the loudest voice in our community. I will bring attention to this issue. Awareness is, is something we need to do more of in this state. Um, and I will make that a focus of this um, of when I'm attorney general. I understand that. Yet we have had technology trying to deal with it. We've had electronic devices trying to deal with it. We've tried to prosecute cases related to sexual assault, domestic violence, dating violence, stalking, and human trafficking. I mean, we keep trying all of these things. So I need to know, what more will you offer for this? Because we've had this rallying, rallying cry for a long time. And it has worn some people out from police officers to state patrol, you name it. Even those those um, nonprofit organizations or foundations that are giving constantly, like the Carlson Foundation, you know, they they mm-hmm. they actually have these boards out in some of the um, near areas of the airport just to show people, hey, look for this. If you see a child on the, the plane and she's doing these things or he's doing these things, make sure you tell someone up at the front. You know, we've been... Um, right. They're educating us on how to deal with this, yet there's there's barely, you know, much of it in the bucket that's gone and done. Yeah. So how also like that Yeah, I'm sorry for interrupting. Yes, please. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, as you know, the 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 warning signs that you're speaking to, I was gonna um jump in and say that yeah, and also the um the hand signals um there are certain hand signals that right. um that victims use to indicate when they can't you know when they can't speak up because often you know that is the case you know whether or they virtually are being held hostage in plain sight you know but we need better coordination so you mentioned some nonprofits that are working on this and they've done great work and our police agencies the law enforcement agencies they are working on this issue as well but you know but it's not working so we need better coordination we need to use technology in a way that hasn't been used before, um, and then and also, you know, make more awareness of this issue because um, this is so important and it's not talked about it all the time. And when you know, if anyone thinks that this issue is not something that should be, you know, a day one priority um, for you know for me when I'm attorney general, is they need to come with me and talk to um, some of the victims that I've spoken to about this. And this is a crime that should not be committed in our state. And I, I will stand up and say we have zero tolerance for human trafficking in this state. That, that, is not, that message has not been delivered. It will when I'm attorney general. Mm. Also in your bio uh, or the information I received um, over your tenure, you have received numerous legislative awards um, for protection yeah. of consumer rights, Minnesota businesses, and the environment. And you are known 
um, for your diligence, your bridge building, fairness, and dedication to liberty and freedom. And I have to tell you, I've never heard of you. So that really surprised me, but I'm really happy that I have talked with you tonight, that I hear exactly what you're going for, and you are going to stick with the Sex and Labor Trafficking Task Force, correct? That is what you want to do. That is clarity on who and what you are going to work on if you become Attorney General. Yeah, when I become Attorney General, there's going to be three things. It's going to be uh, reducing crime, it's going to be ending human sex trafficking, um, and it's going to be making sure the state government does what it's supposed to. um, And And what is that? And what is that? What is that? What is the state government supposed to do? Oh, yeah. So in in October, um, so in in, uh, 2020 during the election, um, our Mm -hmm. Secretary of State circumvented the legislative process and changed the election rules. Um, that should have been tested in court. Um, that should have been challenged, um, and, it, and it wasn't. I mean, that, that's one example of how the government, when we, have, when we don't have any diversity in our government and everyone is from the same party, um, you don't have the checks and balances that the framers of our state constitution and the federal constitution designed. Um, so I will bring that uh, diversity in thought. I will be challenging the governor or any other um, executive office or these agencies um, when they when they need to be, when they're not following the rules. And that's what the attorney general should have been doing, and that's what I'll be doing when I'm attorney general. So are you saying that about the Democrats as well as the Republicans, as well as the independents? Oh, yes. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think whenever um, our system is a divide, is meant, works best when we're divided government. And as a proud Republican, it would be great if we held all four executive offices and controlled the Senate and controlled the Minnesota House. That, that would be great. Um, and I, it's just not a realistic thing. And it, it rarely happens in any state. But when it does happen, um, it's, you know, usually the party has issues. And you look back about when a president, um, a new president comes in and he's, uh, he or she's of one party, and then the House and the Senate, when they're all controlled by the same uh, party, um, within four years, by the time they're not becoming president, um, the other chambers have flipped to the other, to, you know, to the other party. When you look and you study about the, you know, the transfer of the parties going back and forth. So we, you know, we have a divided government system. Um, our country usually likes to have divided government um, in the individual states and at the federal government. Um, and government works best when that's the case. And the attorney general's office has been held by a Democrat for 56 years. 56 years. And this office will have, um, with me as the attorney general, this office will have an injection of injection of new ideas and a new thought process and a breath of fresh air that was been needed a long time ago. Uh, no office, I would say Democrat, Republican, Independent, no office should be held by the same party for that length of time. Well, I tell you, we could take that discussion much further, and we're not going to do that tonight because, of course, I disagree with you on many of that. And, and of course, um, the challenge that we have is that we're constantly looking at who is being – who, who are the Republicans? Who are the new people signing up for Republicans? Who are the new ones signing up for the Democrats? We are divided today because our leaders are dividing us. So if you say, I'm going to run for this particular office of attorney general, and I'm going to stick to this one thing, it's really important to me. Well, you have three, but the Sex and Labor Trafficking Task Force is really important to you. You've even chosen a woman to actually be the person to do this, help you do this. Am I correct? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, the chair of the committee is Representative Marion O'Neill. Okay. And so Marion 
O'Neill is a representative, and she has agreed to lead the task force to work with the state and federal law enforcement to formulate an effective strategy to put traffickers behind bars and rescue the victims. Are you going to work across the aisle? All hands on deck for exactly what you're trying to do. All hands on deck, not just the Republicans, not just the Democrats, not just the independents. Everyone come together to make sure that this, these numbers go down for us. And I'm going to look that up and see what those numbers are. You say we're number three in the country. So that means that we have more, right? There's only two other states ahead of us, only two other states ahead of us. So this is all hands on deck. So, you know, it doesn't make sense for us to sit here and talk about the division um, and and that the Democrats do this and the Republicans do this. We need everyone on board, including you. And, And if you were to run in this office, please tell me that you are going to work with anyone who is interested, who are our leaders, right, in the legislature, you will work with any of them no matter what party they serve. Please tell me you will do that. Because if you don't, we will never fix this problem. Yeah, no, We I, will I never fix it. My, yeah, no, I agree. I will work with um, all people who are interested in working on this, um, of every party, Democrats and Republicans. Um, we need to solve this problem. And if you look at my legislative record, um, I have significant bills that I worked on at the legislature that had bipartisan support. Um, I was a bridge builder in the legislature. Um, I received all those awards you mentioned earlier because I did work um, with, with, with people in all the parties in, in the Capitol. And, and I'm very proud of that. I mean, we're all in this together. Um, and, you know, the true mark of a good legislation is getting members from both um, parties on it. And, and when I was in the legislature, um, governor Dayton was, uh, was our governor and he signed all of the bills that I passed through the legislature and, um, and, you know, take a look at my record. It will speak for itself that, um, I work with, um, both parties. I work with the Democrats, um, and, and I have a really accomplished record in doing that. All I know is that the Republicans are not working with the Democrats and it, it just cannot happen this way. We all get on yeah. board. All right, Dennis, I hope to have you on again to discuss it as we get closer. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Have a good evening. You too. Thank you. All right. So for me, Jonathan, if you're there, um, it's very tough when you hear legislators now that are getting ahead of the elections and they're, you know, wanting to get their voice out there. But, boy, every moment I sit down, every moment I breathe – eventually that pause is going to invite the thought of my frustration, even my anger, my disdain for those legislators who refuse to work together. Even if you disagree, we ought to be able to settle somewhere in a compromise. But that's not what's happening in our country. And if it doesn't get back to that, we're doomed because it takes all of us to work together to solve these huge problems. Now, I know many of you may not agree with that, and that's okay. You have every right to disagree. But all I want every candidate to say, and I've, I've decided I'm going to run for office one day. I really did speak that. I'm going to run for office. And every day or every month, goes by and I think about what is happening. 
I say to myself, why? Why would I ever do that? And so many of you listening may have thought of it, or maybe you think, oh, no, I could never do that. I could never do that. And it's really quite surprising when someone gets in and they might have said that, and then they have to do the work. So please stay involved. Let's pay attention and let's work together. We'll be back. It is now 829. Oh my goodness. Coming up next is going to be the weather, but I am still type, just trying to deal with the conversation we just had. And if you'd like to send any texts, all you have to do is um, go to 651-461-9226. That's 651-461-9226. And type in, in a text, what you feel about that conversation. And I will, um, you know, suggest a few of those to read. Uh, as we go forward, our politics is getting uglier and uglier. I don't know if I can stand it any longer. <laughs> We're going to take a break and we'll be back with the weather. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah. What? What do you do? Uh-huh. What? Oh, my goodness. We talked about this for about five minutes, about two Sundays or maybe even three Sundays ago, and I am so excited to have them back. Five minutes just wasn't enough. We're talking about team women. Have you heard of them? It's all about inspiring women and girls to rise together. Let me say it again. They inspire women and girls to rise together, and I think it is a remarkable, remarkable organization, and I do hope you will find as much joy in what we talk about tonight as I will. Uh, Katie Burke is joining us. She is the executive director, and it is such a pleasure to have you back, darling. I'm so happy to be here, especially on this special day. Happy Easter, Carolyn. Happy yeah. Easter to you and your family as well. Was it a good day? <laughs> it was fabulous. We went to the Good Day Cafe for a little Easter brunch, something totally different for our family. Oh, I love Good Day Cafe. It's a good breakfast. Mm-mm-mm. It really good is. Breakfast. How about you? <laughs> you know, I had a beautiful day. We went to um, 
um, crave in St. Louis Park. And it was about nice. 16 of us or something like that. And we all just had a blast having brunch. And it was absolutely beautiful. I, I had to stop myself from crying because I kept looking down the whole you know length of the table going, wow, this is so beautiful. So thank you, honey. Thank you so much for coming back to really talk about what Team Women does. So what do you do? Let's lay it out. Let's do it. Okay, so we are a nonprofit, and we provide leadership development and mentoring for professional women and girls, actually all women and girls. And um, we do that three different ways. Our pillars are leadership development events and our mentor program and then youth empowerment. And our leadership development, we have about 40 events a year. The one we're going to talk about a lot tonight is the leadership conference coming up May 4th. And uh, well, that's an all-day inspirational event where we have a variety of speakers that meet everybody's needs. And um, it's just a wonderful day to come, connect, get energized, learn something, and expand your network. And Let's our- talk about Hold on just a moment, because I I really want to make sure that people know and they hear about women, 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 girls, girls, girls. But we are talking about life changing events happening for some of the girls from their mentors and that sort of thing. Give me a a look on the inside when it comes to mentoring the girls and how they are doing. How long have has this program existed? And have you had many of them come back to say, oh, my gosh, let me tell you what I'm doing now. Oh, really good. That's awesome. Thanks, Geraldyn. Yes, um, we have, well, through our mentor program, we pair mentors and mentees together. That's for professional women. And uh, we've had life-changing experiences through that program. Um, We have had women that, um, especially in the last couple of years, that have really needed to have somebody ride along the journey of this uncertain times that we've been in as they've navigated not only their personal um, situation was, has changed drastically for young moms that are, uh, you know, managing res- extra responsibilities at home, distance learning for their kids, but also their career. So having a mentor ride alongside them to be at that supportive system the the um, results we've seen women have have been, you know, successfully staying at their job or making the decision to leave their job, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and that's been equally impactful. I've seen several women that have been in the C-suite, but also young professionals just make a decision in the last year or two to really uh, change their life and set it up more for a life of passion and purpose and make difficult decisions. And, um, and they come back to team women because we are that community of support and fellowship and safe and honest conversations and that they can meet other women that are in different industries, but, the, but are, they are giving them hope um, to make, you know, career changing decisions. Uh, and then, um, we've seen women rise to the C-suite, you know, for those that um, have taken that next step in their career. Uh, a lot of there has been just so much transition going on right now in women. You know that. I mean, right. it, the, the impact, the impact really hit women hard um, through the course of the pandemic. And um, and so it's just a, a, an a, enormous amount of change. 
And what they have said repeatedly is that the community that Team Women offers is that community where they are restored to hope. They learn new skills and and, um, strategies for navigating stress and their mental wellness. Mm -hmm. And and then also, we've also peppered in a lot of financial empowerment um, conversations, too, because, you know, you can't make any decision without really understanding the implications of your own financial household. So we've been able to offer a lot of um, free programming in that regard, too, sponsored by one of our great sponsors, UBS. So. You know, you talked about um, the pillars. Of course, leadership is at, you know, at the top of some of that. And, and I keep asking myself, because I know when I was getting my undergraduate degree in organizational leadership, by the time I went to St. Kate's to try to work on my master's in leadership, all of a sudden, new definitions of leadership came forward, right? Yeah. Or, new, you know, new pillars underneath leadership came to be. How is that, um, how does it affect team women specifically under the leadership piece because it's it seems to be changing more in our last three decades than they had seen before i yeah i completely agree i mean in the way we talk about it too you know a lot right. of emotional emotional intelligence you know um now and and also um organizational development i mean there's just there's so many aspects of leadership and what I feel like the vernacular that's changing right now around it mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. is all around actually mental wellness. I mean, it just kind of, you know, again, booking speakers all the time, leadership is leadership. It's just packaged a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, so it's, it's talked about a little bit differently. Um, but culture and engagement are key aspects of leadership, building your team. So those fundamental aspects of leadership are still there, um, but the focus might be a little bit different. So, um, you know, right now leaders are really tuned into um, building a culture that's engaged and how are we doing that in a real diverse workplace now, meaning remote, remote workplace and hybrid and you know again just so many things have changed and talent is at a premium so organizations are really shifting the way they uh the whole i feel like the whole um the the way that organizations are looking at talent is so differently they're meeting talent where talent needs to be met meaning leaders meaning staff meaning and um, making shifts and changes to accommodate um, different schedules or, and different, um, different aspects of the way people need to work. I mean, it's just different now. You know, I've been reading uh, about this particular new generation of of children, you know, those that are between the ages of, I would say, five and 14. Um, And it's remarkable. You may have um, amazing speakers come in and talk about leadership, but I would expect those young girls to walk right up to that speaker and ask a profound question about leadership. Mm -hmm. This is what my expectation is because these children coming up now are remarkably Mm -hmm. smart. They, they, when they're engaged, they are completely engaged and just keeping up with the mentors for them. How do you do it? (laughs) 
Well, it's it, we in our <laughs> Sherilyn, you're so funny. In our youth empowerment, we actually don't have one-on-one mentors. We have we we have coaches that come in and coach the kids on confidence, mental wellness, resilience, and leadership. So four aspects, four pillars in our youth empowerment under Empower Leadership Academy, and our coaches are absolutely phenomenal. And you're right, these kids. That's where I have so much hope because this next generation, they they show up, they're at the table, they're listening, they they're vulnerable, they're asking for what they need. Um, and then, and they're really raw with, Hey, this is how I need to learn how to manage stress differently. You know, again, that's another form of emotional intelligence, right? right so right. it's just that we're calling it what it is, which is mental wellness. You know, that's all in emotional intelligence. How are we having courageous conversations? So the coaches really give them strategies and tips for how to make decisions um, how to how to um, how to ask for what they need? How to how to be confident leaders? They practice. They have. They not only in our um, academies do we teach skills, but we give them time to practice those skills mm-hmm. so that they can take them back. So, for example, public speaking. You know, somebody might be really afraid of speaking. You know, just giving a presentation at school. But we will put, and so we give them time to actually practice. So it's so needed. I mean, whether they are women that have these coaches or if they are girls that have these coaches, it's, it's the, the sharing of the information as they go home and into their communities. This is information the girls I know will share. And it is beautiful because they are rising up. We are seeing mm-hmm. it. We are watching it, hearing about it in their schools, you know, watching them play. My daughter, uh, my granddaughter is uh, nine years old, almost 10, and she's in a running group now. And this, this is a remarkable young girl. What are the ages for those that can come in and join Team Women? Uh, so we are um, youth empowerment cat academies empower leadership academy is fifth through twelfth grade, and awesome. when we have and and usually we we have them you know uh, separated so it's middle school girls and high school girls because the context of what we're talking about might be a little bit different so so well. Um, but you're right. The peer-to-peer learning is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And because of hybrid, we now can do virtual academies. So, so they'll hear from kids. Like Med, we held an academy for the, for the community and Medtronic, um, the workforce of Medtronic, which is global, as you know. And yes, um, the kids could be, the girls were from the East Coast to the West Coast. And again, just talking about um, what's really going on for them. How are they navigating change? How are they showing up um, in in school, in their peer groups? How are they becoming confident leaders? How are they feeling? Because it starts with self-awareness. I mean, how do they feel about themselves? And yeah. that's where we spend a lot of time is just getting them to be vulnerable, to be, to be able to talk freely and give them strategies so that they feel like they can, they can verbalize what's going on and hear from other peers. They're not alone and they're supported. 
All right, let's talk about some of the events that are coming up that people may really be interested in. My listeners uh, may be truly uh, interested in these. Go for it. I think you have about five of them listed right now on your website, uh, but there's more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We always we have about we have about forty events that we do a year. So, like for example, a wine and book club that's coming up this week. That's complimentary for any members. Um, the book that we're starting is Professional Troublemaker. The Fear Fighter manu- Manual. I'm not. Do you know her, um, Lovey Ajaya Jones? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah, we just finished Mel Robbins' um, High Five Habit. So again, that's a. These are great speakers. So that gives you a little bit about our content. You know, like what are women? We are are there to support women um, in all aspects of mental wellness too. Uh, and then after that, we've got um, just a happy hour because that's the thing, what we know right now, because COVID is lifting, although, you know, and I hope it continues that way, right. um, that we, what people really want, because they haven't been out together, is to have opportunities to come and connect. Social capital, increasing, you know, just have have an opportunity to come connect. And so that's coming up on um April 25th, it's at Punchbowl Social. That's a happy hour, so people can come, and then they can meet new friends and then come to our leadership conference, which is on May 4th. And May 4th, our speakers are absolutely phenomenal. I mean, Oh, my gosh, fierce women, fierce. I know, fierce. So Courtney Godfrey, she's a reporter, she's relevant, she's a young mom, two-year-old. She's got... um, she was an amputee, is an amputee, and she put her career on pause in last May to pursue professional snowboarding. And wow, uh, which I, I think is so relevant <laughs> awesome. because KMSP, you know, said, yes, take a pause. You're a great talent. We want you back. You pursue your passion. She went and tried out for Paralympics and um, she's never been a professional snowboarder at all, but she tried out. And um, while she didn't make the team, she she was able to pursue that passion, and now she's back reporting. So the whole story of her, I think, is awesome because she's very inspirational. She, you know, she's totally navigating a lot in her schedule, personally and professionally. But then her employer really gave her grace to do what she wanted and then welcomed her back. And then Winnie Holmes is a director in L.A., and she is coming in. She directs shows like The Neighborhood and family reunion, and she has transitioned her career. Um, You know, she's been a script supervisor for 30 years, and Mm -hmm. now she's transitioning in her 50s to director, which is really hard to do. She's in a male-dominated field, and she's a woman of color, so that's a double barrier, right? But she's succeeding, and she's doing it. And so that's the story, too, Gerilyn, that we're seeing. It's like women transitioning and making it. And so she's speaking on how to direct your own life. So, again, taking charge of your life and what are you going to do differently? And then Heather Christie. Go ahead. Well, we're running out of time. So uh, Shasta Nelson is friendship expert. Tell me a little bit about her. Yeah, she's awesome. So she speaks on friendimacy. Again, like I mentioned, women are just needing friendship and fellowship and support. And she speaks all over helping women develop friendships in the work environment, too, because, you know, uh, sometimes women can be competitive with one another. And how do we sometimes sometimes 
on now. <laughs> okay, very quickly, Kelly Williams, of course, founder of Williams Brand Consulting, co-founder of 40 Acres Investments, and Heather Christ, um, managing yeah. director of Wealth Management USA, UBS Financial yep. Service, Inc. And then there's Miss Shannon Paul. Last question. Oh, she's yeah. the MC, and she's speaking at the event. Yeah, she's interviewing Winnie. Yeah, and can I say about the, our anchor, who's bringing it home? <laughs> I'm bringing it home. <laughs> You're bringing it home. I'm going to yeah. show up and sing one song, and I'm so excited about it. If people want more information about all that you do and how they can get their girls involved in it, where do they go? Yeah, they go to teamwomenmn.org. Yeah. And I just, I have just to thank um, UBS, our presenting sponsor for this conference, because they have just been, all of our sponsors have been an amazing support to, uh, to our organization. Again, we're a nonprofit. So all our mission, we speak our mission, we walk our mission. We're all about bringing women together to help them rise together. So, well, you know, I love the organization. I yeah. love the organization. Love you. Katie Burke, thank you so much for joining us and telling exactly who you all are. And let's get more girls involved, more mentors involved, more speakers involved, just more. Because yeah. we're, our, we're, the women are making it happen. I'm so sorry we have to leave you. Um, just you know, know we're looking forward to it. The big event is on May 4th. If you're interested in any information, just go to teamwomenmn.org. You take care. Take Thanks, care. Thanks, Carolyn. Bye-bye. You're welcome. All right, we, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. My goodness, the time is rolling past, isn't it? My goodness, Center Stage is coming up next, if you don't know what that is. It's all things arts and entertainment, and we are so excited about having you hear all about what's going on in the Twin Cities as much as we can get in that one hour. And then, of course, after that, we have the Mom and Michael Hour. Yes, Michael will be back tonight, and I'm so looking forward to talking with him on this beautiful Easter day evening. Okay, so as we look forward, just remember, it's all worth it. We'll be back soon with Center Stage. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.